I went to Amsterdam for an audition and I have the sweetest parents and they don't mean anything with what they said. Let's go to Amsterdam. It's so far away. She will not be accepted, of course. As I was like, what the, <laughs> I can do this. I want this. I can do this. Everybody knows the stories about the ballet academies. Well, it is, it is like that. You know, there were a lot of... Uh, friends of mine and me also were sick because of uh, the eating of course I think if we didn't with our family if we didn't believe in the mirroring I wouldn't be together anymore with my husband I needed to do something and of course people said to me well uh, it, it's there and it will be there forever and life is not so good and blah 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 and I felt like no there is an answer Welcome to the Free From Within podcast. My name is Amber and today I'm so very excited to welcome a guest on the podcast. I'm starting a new segment where I'm interviewing people who are ready to face their fears and to follow their intuition no matter what. So today Marloes is on the podcast. She will share with us her journey. She is doing something amazing. She is traveling across the country to Sweden from the Netherlands to Sweden bringing our whole family starting over. I was deeply inspired by her story, also the story before she even uh, decided to make this big move. And so I wanted to bring her on to share her journey with you and to give you one example of what it looks like if you start to follow your soul. If you start to really listen to your intuition, giving you these little nudges in the right direction, uh, what does it look like? Like she has a whole family, right? How do you uh, get them to move in the same direction as you are wanting to? What did her soul even tell her? How did she work through her fears? More in that I will share with you in this episode today. I know this is going to be such a good conversation. Let's go to the show. Welcome Marlouz to the podcast Free From Within. I'm so glad that you're here. I want to ask you to maybe uh, talk a little bit about how you see yourself today because I think that uh, describing ourselves can be very limited to these boxes but so I want to like uh, invite you to tell the world how you would present yourself today. I'm just uh, being myself every day again and again enjoying try to enjoy every moment of every day because uh, we are going to Sweden and it's also about letting go I'm not thinking so much anymore but I'm just feeling and uh, letting it be and just um, feeling what's necessary to do like you are moving to Sweden that's what we're going to talk about today as well uh, and more of your story do you feel like through this whole process, you've kind of let go of a lot of labels that you first held on to, like uh, the dance teacher or whatever labels you put on yourself before. Yeah, of course, totally. Yeah, totally. It's uh, for most of us, it's it's the process we're in now for everybody. And I feel like uh, going to Sweden uh, yeah, activates it more and more, of course. Um, yeah, you're letting go of everything only the the wife and the and the mom thing but yeah that's also part of uh part of it and um the years i have behind me um i was i didn't want to be identified as uh, a, a dance teacher or 
uh, you know, something else. So it was always, uh, the subject was always there in my mind. I always felt like I just want to be Marloes. And uh, I think that in the 16 years of my own company, uh, I've grown to be more like Marloes and uh, less like uh, a label, you know? If you start an, uh, your own company, everybody thinks it has to go a certain way. And of course, that is growing and doing more and having more children to teach. But um, yeah, of course, I tried. <laughs> and every time I, I earned more money or the outside world thought it was great and beautiful, but I didn't feel good about it. So I had to listen to my intuition and um, well, I went left. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thought I was going to go right, but then I went left and uh, yeah, a lot of people did not understand that. <laughs> yeah. So very well, but uh, at the end, it was always the best, the best choice and the best moment for me to grow and to stay strong and to, to yeah, stay with myself and my own energy and to do the right thing. Um, Through yeah. following your intuition. For me, yeah. It's beautiful that you um, like talk about following your intuition in this phase of your life um, already. I want to dive more into that as well for like a chapter that you're in right now. But before we do that, I received two questions from um, some people um, that I want, and I feel like that is going to uh, introduce you a little bit better. So I want to ask those first before we dive deeper into like the chapter that you're in right now of moving to Sweden and all of that stuff. Um, so the first question is, what do you wish you would have known or understood about yourself and your life 10 years ago? Elina asks. Well, oh, and there's maybe one thing, but everything is the way it is supposed to be so it's all fine and mm -hmm. that's the main thing for me but with my children of course i'm working with energy now when my children were very little were babies uh, it was for me uh, a deep dive within it was necessary to yeah to be more myself i was a little bit lost i would probably uh, be doing uh, some things differently with the babies because then I was still a little bit like everything you read in a magazine is the right way mm. so it's beautiful to tell you this because I was following my own path but my becoming a mother was really my waking up I think that was really the the the, the part for me that I got totally lost yeah for people who do not really know about energy and like what you yeah. you're describing right now what is like the difference between what you did then and how would you like work with energy to maybe facilitate the baby better or i know a lot of mothers feel hopeless about crying uh, of the baby and uh, you feel like you are supposed to know your child and know what to do for them and that's that's the tricky part you, you know that's the ego part that you fall into that trap that you feel you're not a good mother and that happened to me because especially my youngest i 
didn't understand what he wanted. The first one was more easy with eating and stuff, and uh, he was he, he he didn't want to eat and well a lot of things. He was crying every night, and now because I felt I was not being a good mother for him because I didn't understand him, it's it was all my head. Now I know I am a good mother, and if I because I I've learned how to meditate, I can slow down and go with the attention to my heart and my belly and I can come in an ease place you know in a in a relaxed right. place and the only thing the child needs because mm-hmm. I was feeling hopeless and feeling sorry for the child and sorry for myself and you know you're in the loop and if you know how to meditate and you know how to ease your energy and go into uh, a frequency of love yeah, you're there because that is what they need. They need a strong, comfortable and uh, relaxing mom. But so the difference between then and now is is I know a lot of mothers get uh, drawn into the energy of the child and feeling sorry and uh, don't know how to help. But uh, the most beautiful thing is to separate both. You know, you love them, but to go in your own uh, bubble, yeah, work on your own energy, and the child immediately immediately feels the energy and also sleep or you know yeah. get some rest or probably you get an uh, uh, your intuition telling you 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 have to do this and not that you know so yeah stuck in your- because you're you're more open to the the intuition yeah. I love the saying of of energy comes first because then everything uh, follows. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. And of course, you're tired, and there are a lot of things that, yeah, are not helping. But if I knew this, then energy first. Yeah, but that's beautiful. Yeah, that's also a part of the journey, of course. That's what yeah. I hear you say as well. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Then the other question is, what do you see happening in your life 10 years from now? So the other way around. Just celebrating life um, in what comes up for that group. You know, it's not like I want to do ceremony and it has to be cacao and with the yoga and the breath work, but just go with the flow and I feel like my purpose is just to end my family because my children are also like that you know they're also so open-hearted and uh, my husband also just share ourselves in our our light with other people and um, uh, celebrate life uh, in a healthy way (laughs) and uh, yeah for me that's just Uh, being together and uh, having a campfire having good conversations Um, it's beautiful to see now that my children are 12 and 14 and they are talking very good English so I I see uh, they're self-secure they are strong and it's uh, the last uh, time in Sweden uh, my oldest was talking and talking in English so I see them joining us if they want to join us and if they want to go with friends it's okay but 
you know, they're very interested in uh, doing bushcraft, doing stuff at the woods with people. They're very creative. So they will probably uh, be making things with their hands. And my husband also, I want to, I'm also an artist. So of course, when you have a ceremony and you're doing uh, cacao and breathwork and you go deep inside, it's beautiful to integrate it with uh, intuitive painting. But uh, everybody's asking, what are you going to do there? And um, the beautiful thing is that as we decided to go to Sweden, we just opened our arms and trusted the universe and everything happened. You know, and of course, some things didn't go uh, as well as supposed to, but then again just keep trusting and um then you know afterwards why it happened because you learn from it and so we are not focusing so much on what we have an image people see play guitar play the violin violin cool <laughs> or maybe harp <gasps> oh mm. I want I want to learn how to play harp. I'm definitely visiting. In Sweden, there is a very big uh, music school. Mm -hmm. So uh, we will see what happens. I'm only 42, so uh, anything can happen. Time to learn many many things. But like that music school, um, I wanted to talk about like these. Um, I talked to you about like the breadcrumbs, right? So there is this seed that is planted. And you have this idea, this vision, or this feeling of, okay, I'm kind of maybe like stuck where I am now and I want something different. Well, what is that? And then you have this inspiration, this seed, and you start to follow like the breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. So maybe that music school is also like part of the, a, a new breadcrumb, I feel like. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And it's beautiful to, to say that, yeah, why are we going to Sweden? For us, for me personally, of course, uh, it's for many people, it's different to just do everything you want. And for me, it's more easy because I started my own company uh, about 17 years ago. So you're, uh, you don't have a boss and you can develop yourself the way you want. And um, for me in Holland, it was really like, I did it. I did it all. Oh, I did it all. What's coming now? And uh, the Sweden thing really is about stepping out of the system, stepping out of the cage of being born and having to work every day yeah from nine to five making money and then only in the weekends you can have fun you know we really want to uh learn our, uh, uh, yeah, learn our children that uh, you have to live and if you live your purpose and you live your talents you know and you live what your soul uh yawns for then the money will come and i i'm so 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 sure of that 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 will happen and if not everybody will know because i'm sharing everything <laughs> but, uh, we will see and um 
yeah, it, I, Amber, I think you know the feeling when I was younger and I was working a lot. I always, in the morning, I woke up and I always felt trapped mm. or in prison. Yeah. But even if I, I always worked, I had such beautiful jobs, such beautiful people around me, such a beautiful family, everything was there. And then the children came, it was more beautiful. So, yeah. Everything works out. That's why we're going to Sweden now, because we don't have a mortgage anymore. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, true freedom. Also financially. Yeah. And then you can uh, follow your heart. And I really want to have uh, enough money to get all the people who are doing workshops and stuff to be at our place with the tipi tents and just doing what they love to do, heal people together with me. Yeah. I'm curious to know where this stubbornness of I wouldn't say it's stubbornness but I cannot really find a better English word for it but like this yearning of the freedom of doing your own thing like you started your own company but like what led you to that moment what did you do before or how did you like navigate that feeling of oh I'm feeling trapped how do you get yourself out of that kind of part of the little me where where the hell did it all start and I know where because when I was a child, I wanted to be a ballerina and uh, my teacher uh, saw talent in me. So I went to Amsterdam for an audition and I have the sweetest parents and they don't mean anything with what they said then. But that was my trigger because they said, well, let's go to Amsterdam. It's so far away. She will not be accepted, of course. Just, just, just. Of course. Yeah, we will go Ouch. home again. It's all the. Uh... So that was a trigger. That there was a little bit stubbornness. I was like, "What the? <laughs> I can do this. I want this. I can do this." But then to do it again and again. I did the ballet academy, of course, and uh, I got my, I got graduated. And then uh, in the Netherlands, there's not so much work in dance. Uh, well, there are too many dancers, and uh, when you go to an audition, uh, there are, uh, yeah, it's just like you feel invis uh, invisible. So that was also hard, you know. It's hard when you, when you feel your sole purpose is dancing and nobody sees you. You'll feel it if, if I'm telling this because it's so fucking mixed up you know if you want to dance just dance and if you want to share your dancing with people because you're shining your light yeah it's it's impossible to do if you stay in the in that world so that's why i'm doing it for by myself of course and uh so after the audition some work came out but not a lot and i got a beautiful boyfriend who's now my husband and I decided to um, get a get a job in the gym, and of course, uh, because I was a dancer, it was not so difficult for me to uh, to be an instructor and uh, aerobics instructor. And I learned that, and it was beautiful. 
But then uh, after a while, it wasn't working so good anymore because I was working a lot of hours, tiring my body. And uh, of course I was working for a boss <laughs> and um, the dancing came up again. So I remember coming home and uh, saying to my husband uh, before I was in the bus and I was looking in my village to uh, a, a little gym and I knew there was a place with mirrors where I could teach dance, but I didn't do uh, an education as uh, a dance teacher, but of course as a sport everything yes so i came home and i said i want to start a dance school and he laughed of course i was like you why how how well yeah that was also uh that was also one <laughs> one of them <laughs> like i don't know how i will find out and uh, i found out and uh, it was the, the best thing to do because I was a ballet teacher and it was very tough and I had to learn there how to listen and to shut up and to do everything I was mm. told. It was, they, well, yeah, it was a beautiful, it was beautiful, but also, uh, yeah, hard work. They're very rigid with their rules and yeah, your posture. Like, you know, everybody knows the stories about the ballet academies. Well, it is it is like that you know there were a lot of uh, friends of mine and me also were sick because of uh, the eating of course eating disorders so when i started doing uh, my own company it was the most beautiful beautiful thing for the children because i wouldn't uh i wasn't um starting it to uh get students uh who who would be the the best dancers ever by being tough of course it was the other way around the freedom the fun from inside you know a lot of children just had so much fun and there was so much love there and just uh were so happy to see me every time and for me it was the same but we're not the greatest dancers but if the energy is right the 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 children who have talent yeah it will work out yeah it will work out so it was uh beautiful and, and even then um it was like okay i have to uh, do a performance every year because everybody does it and uh, after a while it was too big and it was not for me so it was always like when it was growing it had to go smaller again you know because it didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. How did you uh, recognize that uncomfortable feeling of like, well, like everyone is doing this, I should be doing that, but why do I like keep feeling that it's not for me? Like, how did you listen to that? How did that show up? Um, my body is, uh, is a good teacher <laughs> and unhappiness came. And, um, um, my spark went out, I think. Mm. It's, it's not so difficult to be honest to the world. But then what comes after is difficult because other people do not understand it always. And sometimes you have to change 
your schedule and it feels like you're hurting people because you don't have the time anymore to help them. But of course, it's the best. The best is to listen to your own inner voice. But a lot of times I got injuries. And in the early days, that I wasn't so yeah, awakened then. But of course, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're doing too much. Uh, so my body and, uh, yeah, just waking up and feeling like, okay, here we go again. Mm. After a while, yeah, just missing the spark. Yeah. And yeah, the spark, you feel, if you miss a spark, then you feel, you know, after a while, you just know I have to do something, I have to do something about it. Yeah want to do something about it because you want to make everybody happy and that's it you know I'm a woman um yeah who had to learn boundaries and um yeah so that's uh how I learned you just talked about the also a little bit of like the self-love journey um dealing with an eating disorder how did that like process starting there and then where you are right now because that's a tough journey to go through i feel now some people tell me you you've learned way faster than uh, most other people so but that's not easy of course and i think there that's the beautiful thing about it yeah, the duality of it. When you were going through it. Yeah, of, first of all, because I'm a dancer and I'm an easy learner and I'm not an ugly person. Uh, no, it you're was, not. <laughs> or something like that. It was for me uh, more difficult because there were a lot of people outside of me saying... Uh, yeah, you are beautiful. You can dance beautifully, you know, everything. And yeah, the the lacking of self-love makes it uh, sure, make, yeah, makes you feel uh, like less and less because you're not feeling it. And that was one of my biggest lessons, you know, being in that, in a drain angry at yourself that everything is working out but you're not feeling it and um, so that's probably the third the first thing I do differently with my own children of course you know they feel what they feel you cannot change their feelings and that is what didn't help me of course trying to change what you were feeling yeah yeah and and trying to be, trying to believe all the other people of course it's something uh yeah that comes from inside and um for me putting myself out there again and again and again helped a lot um because i realized that the outside world is always mir mirroring me and that is what i believe you know it's not for everybody of course what do you mean with that we're all mirroring back to each other for those who don't know yeah. about that so the mirroring um 
started of course with my children and maybe that's the best way to explain how I believe it's it's working I think that a lot of parents love the mirroring when the children are sweet but when the children are getting a little bit angry or you know difficult yeah it doesn't exist anymore and that is where the learning is and um, I think if we didn't with our family if we didn't believe in the mirroring I wouldn't be together anymore with my husband because um, I believe that our children are, are our greatest teachers and they feel uh, energy and if you're not good in your energy uh, they will reflect it and um, that is what mirroring is just looking at yourself breathing at that moment and not throwing all all your shit onto uh, somebody else and of course all those years I some of course I did that but that doesn't work it doesn't work it only works um yeah you you can only release it for me if I do my self-work and get my insights and know why things happened and that's why I cannot I wouldn't want to change the past at all because every everything happens for a reason you know and every in every moment you have a choice and it's so interesting self-reflecting all the time it's way more relaxed it's way more easy the children our children is it's so funny because a lot of people uh, are struggling with teenagers and of course my oldest one is just 14 so I don't know what will happen but uh, for now both children are so sweet and that's because we are doing our own work that's because we are trying to not project our shit onto them and of course sometimes it's difficult and if it's difficult and it goes wrong it's okay you just uh, go to them and say sorry and the beautiful beautiful thing is they are both both very um intelligent they know now of course when that happens know it and especially my youngest one with my husband if it happens the right way oh the gratefulness is uh beyond the yeah. gratefulness also, from the gratefulness from the child to the parents you know you know they feel also it's not always easy to uh do the right thing and you see um the children also being so proud of us of you guys because they recognize we're doing the work and you said something very interesting you wouldn't be together with your husband if you weren't aware of that mirroring what is yeah. like the greatest lesson that he taught you to stay connected with an open heart you know everybody is struggling with the ego uh, struggling with um with with a wall around themselves if you want to have a good relationship you have to yeah you have to give your all you have to show your all you have to be honest and with all the bad stuff also, you know, you can you cannot hide it. And of course it exists and a lot of people um, will be fine with it. Uh, but yeah, in our relationship, the children uh, yeah, are struggling if we are not connected. <clears throat> so I was at the point 
that I long for the connection and um, I long for my kids to be happy and to be themselves, not to struggle with things we struggle with. So, but yeah, opening your heart and of course it's sometimes uh, it goes wrong, of course, but opening up to each other is sometimes so scary and difficult, of course, because um yeah the vol vol i hate that word the, i love that word the vulnerability <laughs> vulnerability <laughs> one of my it's even even worse to write it vulnerable vulnerability wants to yeah everyone's every everybody wants to hide it and um why do you think that that is to be vulnerable why would people want to hide instead of being vulnerable because um if you are if you are vulnerable <laughs> then um you have to deal with your pain mm -hmm. yeah of course mm. you uh with all your insecurities and all the things you hide away and that's why <laughs> my children are so easygoing they're not afraid to step to a person and ask something or, you know, in a shop or uh, make new friends or. Yeah, if you're hiding yourself all the time. And not daring to share uh, all your feelings. It's also fine, but the connection is different. And it can be fine, but not for me. That's it. You know, it's not for me. For some people it's okay, but it's not for me. It's not for us also, because he didn't choose me uh, <laughs> to stay uh, hidden. Uh, tough. <laughs> mm. Yeah, being vulnerable is a, is a beautiful thing. And I also see it as a strength. Some people think that it's, it is, if you're not being vulnerable, then you're tough. But I think it's actually the other way around. Of course, it's the other way around. And that's also my lesson I had to learn because I thought it was my weakness. Yeah. Of course. Somebody uh, asked me, I think with you, if you laugh, it's the same as you cry. I said, yes, of course. I can laugh within an instant, but I can cry also within an instant. Yeah. If something touches me, uh, I'm in tears. And... Uh, yeah, everybody who knows me knows that. So it also helps other people open up. Yeah. And I know tears are healing, so they're always welcome. Exactly. It's easier to move between... Um, like, if you are always tough, if it's hard to let those things out, you kind of stay stagnant, right? And if you're able mm -hmm. to move between like the laughing and the crying, the ups and the downs, being open to the lessons, the, the mirroring, you said it, it becomes easier. Mm -hmm. I think for my personal experience before, because like I also live like this, you know, um, before I also had, had one of my friends like tell me a few days ago, like, it seems like your life is a little bit heavy sometimes. I think that like being vulnerable and moving between these states and the mirroring being aware can sometimes be perceived as something that is heavy or tough or like too much. What do you think about that? 
we are alive. And that's it. We are alive. We are living life to the fullest. Mm. That's it. Of course, we are afraid sometimes, but everybody chooses being tough means uh, um, uh, mostly uh, no change, you know, mm. staying this in the same environment, in, uh, doing the same things and feeling uh, secure. And that's also beautiful and fine. Yeah, and that's a choice. But I feel like I'm living, uh, yeah, the most fulfillment life now by opening up. Because, you know, you have your lows, but if you're on your highs, it's indescribable. And you know this, you know. I cry a lot, but I cry a lot, a lot, a lot about all the bliss and the happiness. Would you say that you're more connected this way? Yeah. It's more about instead of living up here in the head, to really being yeah. connected to yeah. your soul and then yeah. also connected with everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah, I love to just walk with somebody and just be more than uh, talk about the weather and work and uh, superficial uh, things, I think, yeah. Did you feel yourself wanting to explain yourself before and now just not even get into it? No, not so much anymore. <laughs> Did you do that before? But uh, Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, everybody who feels more connection with the universe, with Mother Earth, with yourself, you want to uh, drag everybody with you. <laughs> so that's where the, the, the explaining part comes from. Mm -hmm. Of course, you want to save the whole world <laughs> because it's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's not possible. You have to learn to yeah, take care of yourself and um, yeah, just be an example uh, for people who um, feeling it and there are also people who, who are not supposed to feel it or, or live a totally different life that's also fine many people uh, if we are talking about sweden many people are immediately going to work what are you going to do there and if i'm do not have the right answer they're asking for my husband of course because he's the man in the house you know mm -hmm. it's so funny uh, it's it's difficult for people that we uh, are following the flow. And of course, you have to manifest, you know? You have to uh, know where it's going. If You have the knowingness of where it's going. But it's also hard to explain. Yeah. It's just a feeling. I think of that such a something powerful i think that very few people are able to trust that much it is truly like the the art of surrendering and i think that's so beautiful and so powerful and so um wondering what your process was in being able to let yourself be led through your intuition and having this faith like, how did you, 
be how you are you able to really like lean back in this whole process because i know a lot of people would be freaking out and would tell themselves to be crazy if they would do it like that yeah i totally understand you and I I think the only thing I know is there somebody has to go first. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's it. That's the feeling. I'm I just so deeply feel that this is the way it's supposed to be. Just go with the flow and trust and surrender and everything will happen. And somebody has to do the first step. So you you're growing into it. And mm. um it's it, yeah, it are the little things. Uh, every time I trust and surrender, something beautiful happens. It's a, it's a growth, of course. Yeah. Uh, my it's my devotion. It was my devotion then, and and now I know the the trigger. The trigger was my uh, physical pain. I had a lot of uh, pain in the neck and headache, and I needed to do something. Um, I needed to do something. And of course, people said to me, well, uh, it's there and it will be there forever and life is not so good and blah, blah, blah. And I felt like, no, there is an answer. And that's where when it started. And it started with my devotion uh, in the believing of the uh, self-healing of the body, you know, and uh, meditation and the yoga. I did yoga practice uh, teacher of learning how to be a teacher at at 19 years old, way too young. And afterwards, I did not do anything with yoga because, yeah, I was not, it was not for me, I thought, but it came back. And so the first thing is, is devotion and, and meditate. And um, yeah, then you're starting to open up and uh, yeah, little things happen. Would you say like um, just following the joy, following the bliss after you, like you talk about devotion, but it's more like, is it more like deciding? Like I'm deciding that this, this is what I want and I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm just going to like. The part of devotion, I also mean like a lot of people get dragged into life and start something and then stop. And I had to do it because of my neck, of course. So that's both ways. If I didn't do my yoga and meditation, I was uh, in pain. Yeah, when you're in meditation, you you uh, you feel your essence, and that's the most beautiful thing. It makes you more confident about doing the steps, and that's what I'm doing all those years. Of course, my head triggers me, but. Most of the time, in the first five seconds, I know the answer. And now, nowadays, I trust the answer, of course. But then I was, yeah, going in meditation and just feeling. And then it will come. And what happened before when you, like, heard the answer, but you decided to listen to the head instead of the heart? What did you experience then? Yeah. Hard to remember. (laughs) Yeah, but it's stress, of course. Stress, Stre- yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. The, the struggle, the stress of uh, not deciding. The choices from the head are uh, exhausting. Yeah. It's also the physical sensation in the, in the body if you're choosing your ego over your heart. Yeah. 
And you talked about the the inner voice. You know that like I do inner voice talks with people. What is something that your inner voice has been telling you? Is there like a word that you're hearing more and more these days or like a feeling that it's guiding you towards like the breadcrumbs? Uh, yeah, I know uh, for sure. It's an easy word, but uh, the word that came a couple of years ago all the time was trust. And of course, surrender, but the trust, yeah. you know, that everything is uh, just as it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, it's an easy one, but it's a big one. Trust. It's a beautiful reminder, I think, exactly for the, the process that you're in right now. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much, Marloes, for this whole beautiful conversation. You inspired me again and again. You always do. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely did. Yeah, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Marloes. If you want to follow her and her family on their journey, she is currently vlogging the whole process. Uh, so you can check out her YouTube channel and also on Insta. She is very active. So I will link all of those uh, links below. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in next time and I hope you have a great day.